airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I am Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We appreciate you guys listening. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't take it for granted that you choose to spend an hour with us as we uh, talk over the issues of the day right. and provide our commentary on those issues, um, realizing that you could read news stories anywhere. You could listen to news stories. Hopefully you do at the top of the hour. You're hearing news from One News Now. Yeah. Um, I... I I would imagine that you tune in listening to the Addisons to hear our commentary on those stories. So um, that's that's hopefully that's what you're going to get. And um, anyways, I say that because, you know, I often reflect on the shows that we do Mm. and um, (laughs) you know how I am. Will. And it is commentary. So, you know, these these are our thoughts and convictions about what we are observing in the culture. And every now and again, you know, we touch on, I think, topics that hit people who are in, how do I say this, in our corner, so to speak, right? You're like, I agree with you on all of those things. Right, right. But just, I don't agree with you on that. And and it's that point of disagreement that then kind of shows a little bit of like, oh, I'm kind of internalizing that and I'm taking it personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would just caution our listeners to be fully aware mm-hmm. that our commentary is our commentary. Right. And it's the same. If you check our track record, it's the same type of commentary that at times you agree with. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. given in the same way, <laughs> given yeah. in the same way. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and people will decide you either will like that or you won't. And that's fine. Like, I mean, you know, I, I always say this, um, privately and then sometimes <laughs> publicly but mostly privately i say if a person is not going to like me i want them to not like me for who i really am mm. not for who i tried to be yeah i i really don't i if a person's not going to like me i don't want them to not like the person i was trying to portray for them you <laughs> right. know what i mean like because right. then that's i mean that's just a waste of my time it really is. i mean it's a lose-lose you know yeah uh, but if i'm gonna lose you know if you're not gonna like me i want you to not like who i really am and if you're going to disagree with me, I want you to disagree with my actual thoughts, right? Yeah. My actual conviction yeah. and not just somebody else's thoughts that I peddled to you or somebody else's conviction that I thought, oh, people really like that. So let's go with that. I want you to disagree with me, yeah. right? And and Will the Great, I would say that you feel the same way. Yeah. And I would say as well that even though, you know, we, this is a show where we give our commentary, we do try to uh, give our commentary with the Bible in full view that we, we want to like share with people, you know, not only what we have to say or just our opinions, but what does the word of God say about certain issues, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think there, there are times when it's just, Hey, this is how we feel about this. But more than often, you know, we try to say, let's, let's look at the straight edge of scripture and see how this applies today 
for us and what we're going through. And I think to me, that's the most help, helpful thing. Yeah. So on Friday, we started talking about um, homeschooling. Yeah. And homeschooling is one of those topics that people feel very strongly about yes. in either directions, yes. right? Like, you know, you've got the families who are like, homeschooling is the only way. Um, you've got the families who will tell you that if you don't homeschool your kid, you have written their ticket to hell. Right. Um, that's on the one end. Right. Then on the other end, you've got the parents who say that you're crazy and a loon for homeschooling your kids. Uh, why are you hiding? We're supposed to be salt and light. Um, you know, they're just parents who can't do it. You're insensitive when you talk about it. Uh, you're very narrow minded. Right. Um, you know, almost, you know, just, just a few shades away from inbred. You know what I mean? Like, what about your, <laughs> your kids being social? I mean, right, just, I, right, you know, it right, runs right. the gamut. You know, yeah. it runs the gamut. And uh, and it's fine. I will say this. I have been on both sides of this discussion, literally. Yes. And, and actually made my case on both sides. Right. Yes. And so it affords me a certain amount of, listen, I trust the Lord to lead his people. Here is where here is where I am. Here is my commentary on it. And here is my biblical basis for what I'm saying. Right. Mm -hmm. For number one, responding to the Holy Spirit of God mm -hmm. um, as it pertains to our individual family. But then also looking at what is happening in the culture. Now, that is that is a part of our jobs here that we take very seriously. Looking at what is happening in the culture and putting that in terms that we can process and say, hang on a second. Um, there's more to this than meets the eye. Yeah. Okay. And that is not arrived at just by like savvy thought. Right. Mm -hmm. So humbly. That is arrived at by prayer and saying, Lord God, how how do we warn your people? Like, what is it that we ought to be talking about that is timely? What is it that we ought to be talking about that will bring you the most glory? Lord, how, how do we exalt your name and everything that we're doing, the way that we're living? How do we encourage the body of Christ? Um, how, how, how do we say again? We used to say it all the time because it was popular to say in our culture. But how do we say again, truly, we are unashamed of Christ. We're not ashamed to be called Christians. We're distinct. We're peculiar. We are not like the world that we live in. And so how do we how do we make sure to drive that point home? Mm -hmm. So anyway, let me say this. Um, you know, we get the response when we talk about homeschooling. And again, sometimes it's encouragement. It's like, oh, yay, this is great. And sometimes it's just questions. It's like, uh, you know, what are you guys doing? Um, we have kids in this age range. You know, right. can we get some input on that? Those kinds of things. And for that, by the way, we have resources. You yes. can check out AFA.net and mm -hmm. get some resources there. Um, but we get those kinds of questions. But then we get we also get the questions that are more like, you know, you guys are kind of insensitive, right? There are parents who just can't do that. Um or they will say, as as our brother, look, and, and, you know, these are the calls that stick with me. As our brother, I think as we wrapped up the show on Friday, was like, listen, you know, we need kids in our schools to be salt and light. Mm -hmm. Now, I hear that and I understand the premise. I understand, um, I understand that in theory, right? Yeah. Um, but in actuality, that's not what's happening. As I observe it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just as I observe it. Now, somebody may look at that and anecdotally, all right, which means your, your personal story, your, you know, to illustrate your point, you might look at that and you might say, no, I, I actually know this, this kid is witnessing and this kid is standing up. And, and I would say that that is the minority of kids. If that's happening among Christian kids in a public school context, right. I would say that that's the minority of kids. Majority of kids, I would say are going along um, sort of like immersed in a culture 
that is all they've ever really known, yeah. right? For us as parents, now listen, and, and we joked about this a while back, I, I guess last week or some early in the week, but for us as parents, we are still trying to tell our kids, uh, be kind, rewind, <laughs> Right. You remember right. like you remember yeah. <laughs> take take your rented movies back to Blockbuster. <laughs> you remember and, and you remember the fee. You're like, oh, I can't believe she gave me this. And it wasn't. Come on, man. I don't want to pay 50 cents <laughs> or whatever, you know. And so we're, we're still kind of thinking that way about school. And what I'm telling you is that school is not like that. With all of the stories we cover, though, this is what I think happens. I think there is this um, sort of like this cognitive dissonance. It's like I know that there are things going on. But we say, um, either in practice or outright, we say, but that's not happening at my school. Yeah. It's never happening at our school. Right. right? Like it's it's never happening with our kids. Our kids are never going to be influenced in this way. Let me tell you, even with the best of measures, and this is why I say that homeschooling is not salvific. Come on. Please understand it's that. Not. Homeschooling, you, you know, when, when, when Paul wrote to Corinth, all right. You know, he didn't he didn't include in there that they should homeschool their kids. Mm-hmm. Right. However, what we are empowered to do by the Holy Spirit of God, by the reading and application of the word of God is discern the times that we live in. And so the Bible frees us up to make decisions that are going to be the best for God's intended purpose for your particular family. Okay, there are things that God's called your family to do. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I would say that this is how the Lord strengthens the body, really. Right. So the Lord calls you to do something with your family. Man, you better own that conviction. You better do that. All right. To do otherwise is to to be in rebellion against God. Right. Right. Look, we've got we've got friends who are on the homeschool scene and they are part of co-ops, different types of co-ops. We have friends who and, and for years. Right. The Lord has not given us the peace that we need to do that. That doesn't mean that they're wrong for doing that Mm -hmm. or that we're wrong or right for not doing it. It just means that that's not what God has called our family to do. That's. And so when we talk about homeschooling and we look at it um, as it pertains to what is happening in the culture, this is what each family has to has to kind of uh, reconcile. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dense to support the decision that I make in either direction. Do I have enough evidence that the school system is increasingly moving away from God, not just being sort of passive or neutral? Mm-hmm. Is the public school system aggressively antagonizing God and his people? That's the question. Yeah. Now, if you're asking Miki, Miki will say, based upon my observation, the stories that we cover here on a regular basis. Yes, we did a program last year. I want to say it was where we specifically looked at what was happening in San Antonio school system, where they were rolling out this this um, exhaustive sex ed curriculum, comprehensive sex ed, they call it. Right. And so we broke it down, not even just the overt stuff. Right. But the stuff that is very subversive, the stuff that you kind of don't know is is woven into the curricula all across this country, by the way. It's not just San Antonio. It's not just Virginia. We looked, in fact, at several different states that have adopted the comprehensive sexual education courses that they're offering to children as young as pre-K. Right. And so when we take all of that together, our position is that the school system is moving away from us. Mm -hmm. 
Now, there are some people who would say to me, well, it's always been a way for, and and that's fine. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you, I have been on both sides of this discussion. I have, I've taken both positions actually, but increasingly I found it more difficult to argue with true conviction (laughs) that I was setting my kids up as, as a mom, that I was setting my kids up to be useful for God. Yeah. I've mentioned before on the program, um, having our oldest come home and ask me about a question that one of her peers asked her that was way inappropriate for a seven-year-old, way inappropriate, all right? I've mentioned on this program about even my now 10-year-old, who has never been educated outside of our home, our two oldest were, but even he, having not been educated outside of our home, has been exposed to conversations where he's had to contend for the faith. So homeschooling is not a bubble. Right. It's not a Ziploc bag. Okay. It, it's, it's not a school pouch that we're putting kids. It is equipping them to stand. But let me tell you something. And this is what I think most parents who would say, you know, you guys are pegging the school system wrong. You, you know, there are Christians in the school system. And I say, again, as I said on Friday, then, man, stay there. Amen. I hope you stay there respectfully. You better stay there because if God has called you there as a missionary, then fulfill your mission. Do the work that God has called you to do. But again, I, I will maintain that our kids at four years old, <laughs> five years old, six years old are not ready to contend for the faith in a way that's going to allow them to come out of the public school system unscathed. That's my opinion. That is my opinion. I know that it happens, but it doesn't happen largely. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the minority of kids that are able to stand against the onslaught. And I want to say this, a lot of the people who are listening to us, a lot of the Christians, a lot of the believers who are listening to us have a picture of school that is not 21st century school. It's not, it's not 21st century school. If you, you're going to have to go back on your, your morals and your convictions, and you're going to have to tell your kids that they can talk back to authority. Now, if you're, ready to, if you're ready to tell your five-year-old that they can stand against the teacher when the teacher says you can decide your gender, are you re- I don't know a lot of parents that are ready to, ready to say, if that teacher tells you, you tell that teacher. Yeah. I don't know a lot, but that's where our kids are. It's not just the peer-to-peer influence, which is ubiquitous. I mean, it's everywhere. It's all around them. It is also the influence that comes from the positions of authority that historically we've told our kids, now you respect authority. Now we're going to have to change that if they're... T- all right. Let, it, let us grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. In Christ alone who took on flesh, fullness of God in hell, bless obey this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to say, to long that cross that Jesus died. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that's Anthony Evans with In Christ Alone. Sherry V is over in Studio CC. And I think you're right, Will. I think we do have a delay here. So we'll try to work with that and see if it uh, works itself out. If it doesn't, we'll have awkward pauses every time <laughs> I'm thinking, 
do you want to respond <laughs> to the point that I just made? Yikes. <laughs> That'll be so comfortable. Right. Anyways, I just wanted to um, touch on that. That's not what, what we intended to talk about today. Um, but I wanted to touch on that because I don't want, I, I will tell you, I have met homeschooling parents. In fact, I've been friends with homeschooling parents who, um, in my conversations with them before I was homeschooling, um, actually in some ways were a deterrent um, from homeschooling. Okay. Like I, 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 I didn't want to homeschool my kids because I felt like homeschooling was exalted to a place of sort of like the gospel. Mm -hmm. And it seemed that, you know, what was being communicated to me was if you don't homeschool your kids, you have written their ticket to hell. That is not my conviction. Um, I don't believe that at all. Or or you don't really love your kids if you don't homeschool them. Man, how horrible to communicate that to parents right. like that. That's hurtful. Right. It's so hurtful. And it's not biblical. Right. It's not right. biblical. Paul Washer has a clip. We've played it on this show before <laughs> where he says, you know, he talks to he, in some churches. You know, he's he's talking to parents and, and trying to ask about the gospel and about, you know, them growing in their faith. And he says all they want to talk about is when they started homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And Paul Washer in Paul Washer fashion is like, you know, the way he says it, as only he can say it. Basically, that's a problem. Yeah. So when I'm talking about this, I am not talking about it as if it's a new gospel. I am talking about the Christian being vigilant in every generation. And I'm talking about for some parents, for many parents, it's going to be doing those things that you never thought you'd be doing. I did not think that I'd be educating my kids at home. That was not my plan. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm looking at where we are. In fact, we've got this story here from One News Now. And I'll, I'll just throw this in and then we'll move on for, for you know. Unless, unless Will the Great wants to comment on it further. But we've got this story from One News Now. Um, Charlie Butts writes this story. Virginia lawmakers are being asked to further protect parents' rights. Uh, Victoria Cobb, president of the Family Foundation, uh, tells One News Now that Virginia lawmakers tried to encroach further on parental rights last year during the General Assembly. Uh, this is what she says. There was a bill that was brought forward that would have changed the entire definition of child abuse and neglect. It would have changed it so that if a parent tried to intervene with a child who may be confused on their sexual orientation or gender identity in a way that uh, might be favorable to God's principles on those matters, mm -hmm. that parent would be considered inflicting mental harm. And then presumably, presumably, if this law, if this bill had been enacted, right, if it become law, right, then what you have is the potential for parents to lose parental rights. And so parents and, and listen, and this is why I was, you know, when we're talking about the UK and I'm saying, hey, yeah, it's great to say that maybe a kid under 18, you know, I, I would strongly suggest probably under 25 does not have the mental development to make decisions about their body. <laughs> you know what I mean? As far as those things that are lasting and, you know, mutilating their flesh, mm -hmm. maybe under 25, you don't have the mental capacity to do that. Okay. They say 18. All right, fine. Um, but I was concerned when they said, you know, and maybe in special cases, these, these facilities, these hospitals, these clinics will need to uh, contact the courts. Right. Well, you just, you just jumped over the parents, one line of defense, mm -hmm. the parents, yeah. And so what I'm what I'm telling you is that, listen, the, the 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 rearing of our children, the training of our children, the discipling of our children that has been given to parents automatically. Right. 
That that's our that's not something like, you know, man, we our culture has changed the way we view the authority of God's word. And and we don't say this, but we live this way. We live like if the culture or even the government doesn't validate what's written in the scriptures, the scriptures are null and void. Well, that's not my conviction. My conviction is that first the application of the word and the law and the culture and God, all of that can catch up. But first, the application of the word. What does that look like for a believer? So for me, for me, what that looks like is making sure that my kids as a mom are fully trained and useful for God. Mm -hmm. And so if that's supposed to happen, you know, as we wake up and as we lie down and as we walk and as we go and all of these things, then I need the time to be able to do that. And so for me, for me, I found that it wasn't adequate to only have maybe three hours while I'm about to cook right you know what i mean it just it just wasn't enough and so that's not to say that anybody else is doing something that like you know you don't love your kid right or for and and i'll say this and i'll go to will the great here and let me also say teachers who are christians Mm -hmm. in the public school system please stay where you are Mm -hmm. like this is like homeschooling is not like a call for all christians to leave the public school system that's that's not what that is. But I would imagine that Christian teachers have a front row seat to see where everything is going. Yeah. And if we're honest about it, we got an email today. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. it. Said from from a Christian educator, appreciate the commentary about what's going on in schools because he can see like th- these things are going on, right? And our kids are being influenced. We've got to equip our kids ultimately is the point that I'm making. But go ahead, Will the Great. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, I think what was at the heart of, you know, some of the issues when we talk about homeschool, when we talk about schooling or whatever, is that sometimes it 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 hurts us because we have to do an inward uh, examination to see the reasons why mm-hmm. we may not be homeschooling or the reasons why. Like, we really have to survey yeah. that. Like, is it really the Lord's will yeah. that he... Uh, has us doing schooling and all the other stuff the way that we're doing, or is there a change that should yes. be made? But be, because sometimes of you know sometimes of what we want or what we desire out of like life or you know whatever it may be, mm-hmm. is that going to conflict you know with that? And I think we got to be real, especially as we see clearly what's going on. In, in our country, yes. as far as, you know, what's being uh, thrown at our children, what's being put, mm-hmm. you know, in through the school system and even through, you know, media and entertainment and all of that. I think yes. as Christians, yes. we have to take a close look and be real with ourselves and say, yeah. am I not doing this because I really can't or is this not convenient for me and what I desire to do? And I think that's kind of what brings about the 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 hard conversation and it's not that hey if if God is telling you that this is what you should be doing for this season that your your child is in, is in school because this is the way right now it may change in the next few years we have to be led by the spirit of, yeah, of, of God that's right and I think when we have an unwillingness to even look at the possibilities that we uh, should school our children at home because of our own personal wants and desires. That's when the conflict Mm -hmm. comes in and it feels kind of tense, you know, but I think, man, we can't deny it. We just can't. 
mm-hmm. can't deny the yep. stories, the articles, the different things that we've talked about and so many others that's what's going mm-hmm. on in the schools at a very, very young age. You know, yeah. so when we see that, we have to ask ourselves, OK, what's my adjustment? My Lord, what am I yeah. supposed to do? I see that this is happening. And if we yep. won't have that conversation with ourselves, with our spouses and, you know, whoever, then it does bring about a, a almost like a, ah, you know, like a tension. Attention. You yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I will say this, you know, I, we were covering these stories for years. OK, mm-hmm. before our kids were even in school. And then once they were in school, our two oldest, we're still covering these stories. And I got to tell you, as I'm as I'm warning our listeners and I'm, I'm researching these stories and I'm cross referencing these stories. and I'm like, man, look at this. You know, it, you just can't deny sort of like the introspection that has to take place where you're like, man, am I you know, mm-hmm. why, why am I still doing what I'm doing? If I'm warning people like I'm thinking that I'm being vigilant. Yeah. But I got to the point where I was like, it's not enough time. Yeah. It's not enough time to shape character. I, I, I'll i give you just this. Anec- I'll give you two anecdotes and then mm-hmm. we'll move on. Okay. Anecdote number one. I noticed in our oldest um, with her coming home at seven, she started talking in terms of like, oh, that's for babies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, that's a baby show. Like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, and talking about her little friends at seven who are talking about boyfriends. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and, and I'm like, no, nobody has a boyfriend at seven. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? What are you t- mm-hmm. Nobody has a boyfriend at seven. Like what, <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? Right. So these are, that's just the, 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 those are the, the innocent quote unquote things that you got to deal with yeah. as a parent. Right. Yeah. But then let's go a step further. When we made the decision to take our kids out of school, it was something we prayed about. It was something we felt strong conviction about. And so we had to obey God. We had to submit to what the Lord was doing. And there are certain mm-hmm. things that would have to be in place for us to be able to do that. So right. we prayed, Lord, if it's your will right. for us to keep doing what we're doing and homeschool our kids, then you're going to have to provide a way for us to be able to do that. Right. If not, we really strongly believe that you've called us to homeschool these kids. Right. Right. So that's the direction that we have to go. Right. right? But listen, let me tell you, um, about a year or so later, I ran into one of our kids' teachers. Mm-hmm. All right. In the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And she asked me how one of our kids was doing. And, and I'll be careful here. And she said, listen, you know, and she's a teacher. She's a believer. Mm-hmm. All right. And she said, listen, I'm I'm still teaching. But I, you know, I made the decision to take my daughter out of the public school system and to put her in a private school context. Mm-hmm. Because what's going on in the public school system we just we can't combat it. Mm-hmm. We 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 can't stand against it, right? And so basically I had to go through and get all this approval and all this stuff, you know, because it's a little bit extra because I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'm saying. Teachers who observe what's going on in the public school system and are willing to be honest, believers, our brothers and sisters in the Lord will say, Man, it's man, it it can be a feeding frenzy when it comes to Christian kids. Yeah. It, it's it's hard for them. You understand what I'm saying? And so that is the basis. Okay. That's look, every family has to do what God tells them to do. Amen. Amen. Oh, and I want to say one, one last thing on this uh, topic was that for the Christian, it has to be, and I was talking to brother Abraham Hamilton about this today. Actually, it has to be for the Christian more, more about the chance and opportunity to disciple your children than it, than it is about the academics. Not that the academics don't matter, but 
I know people who are regretting that they put so much emphasis on the academics. Yeah. Because what happened is when their children left, even though they're Christian parents and they did some things, you know, in that fashion, they were not rooted and grounded, but they are brilliant and excellent children, but they're not living for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So the the primary focus, I think, has to be on discipleship and godliness for our children mm-hmm. and the chance to, with the time that we have, to pour into them first and foremost with that. And academics is important, but man, mm-hmm. discipleship is paramount. That's like That's right. the thing, you know, because if we're going to, be able to change the the communities and the culture and all that kind of stuff and really send them out, shoot them out as arrows. They have to be rooted and grounded in God and able to stand once they're out there. And if we're just giving them academics only, okay, Mm -hmm. they may be able to to, to get out there with the the brainiacs and be able Mm -hmm. to philosophize and all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. will they be able to stand for the gospel, stand for, for Christ, you know, and that's I think that should be more because sometimes even in a homeschooling context, you can get where it's really just about academics. Correct. You know, uh, Correct. And it might you be shrouded on discipleship. Yeah, it might be shrouded in homeschooling. We're trying to, you know, but it's really like the the heart of the thing is, man, I want them to be, you know, the best academically. Now, you, you can want that. But, man, I want mm-hmm. my child to be. You know, who God wants them to be, to live for him, you know, in the context of a world that's going to hate them and everything that they're standing for. And so, you know, and you know, discipleship is is it has to be the big thing. I want to say one other thing. Whenever I meet um, people who, you know, I find intriguing and I ask a lot of questions and, you know, I, I try to hear their stories. I I really desire to know what it is that, you know, the Lord has done in their life. You know, you can call it their testimony, but I will tell you, um, I met uh, some time ago, a young woman who was homeschooled and um, fell away from the Lord. But really she says, I wasn't really saved. Mm -hmm. Like I was just, I was homeschooled. I was in a Christian family, but I wasn't really saved and lived a life that she said, I'm embarrassed to to even share some of what I lived. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm embarrassed to even talk about that. Um, and, and she says, but through a series of events and one that was almost life threatening, um, the Lord drew her by the Mm -hmm. power of his spirit and truly she was saved. She was born again. And I asked her, I said, you know, I'm just so curious to know how you were exposed to the things that you were exposed to and how, you know, how you found this, this life, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she said, it was a friend I met in my homeschool co-op. See. Now, now listen, <laughs> and this is, see, this is where everybody can get in line, right? right? Everybody, we can all get in line to get some, okay? Everybody can get some, okay? It's not just one group of people. And so that is one of those things that stands out in my mind mm-hmm. that I'm like, listen, homeschooling is not salvific. Right. Co-ops are not sanctified schools. You understand? <laughs> I mean, in, in the sense that they're set apart. Okay, yes. But at the same time, we have to understand that we're dealing with sinful people in all kinds of contexts. So what we have to do as parents is we have to do the thing that the Lord has told us to do. Mm -hmm. If the Lord has you to keep your kid in a public school system, then you pray that the Lord teaches you how to navigate that. And you do that to the glory and honor of God. If the Lord moves on your heart to remove your kid, then keeping them in is sin because it's rebellion. Mm -hmm. The Lord says, put your kid in a co-op. You better do that. The Lord doesn't tell you to do that. Then don't do that. 
We can trust the Lord to lead our families. Amen. All right. Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay close. you've heard this before and you really wish the church could say more to you because god don't seem as close as you want to please remember however he can no People certainly know how to derail a show. I mean, you know. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons yes. on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. <laughs> and I'm Will. And as Jonathan McReynolds, with one prayer away. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. I feel like we should open the phone lines early and just okay. let our listeners respond to some of this. I know that there's a lot to unpack and I know that our listeners have comments and questions and concerns especially this this topic seems to be like the topic and I mean you know I yeah. understand why honestly yeah, I, I, I really do too. so so let's let's open the phone lines wide up all right mm-hmm. and uh and and let people talk to us it's 888-589-8840 888-589-8840 uh Sherry V is over in Studio CC and she will get your calls queued up and we can talk about this a little bit. Look, you're not going to offend us by disagreeing with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fact, let me just say this. You'll offend us by trying to offend us. Just like you be intentional <laughs> and then you'll offend us. Right. <laughs> but don't don't think like, oh, and I don't want this. No offense. Like, you know, don't just you can disagree. It's fine. Like yeah. you don't have to tiptoe around disagreement. We're not snowflakes. Amen. All right. We, we can handle it. But we do think, man, the conversations are great to have. And we've lost the ability to have conversations today. You know, we, we don't want to talk about things. Everybody's got their own corner and they migrate to it when when their topic <laughs> of interest comes up. So let's not do that. Let's um, let's my questions specifically would be, um, well, you know what? We'll just some of the phone lines are lit, so I don't so really need getting, to pose any yeah, questions. <laughs> they're, getting, they're getting screened now, but yeah, I think I think this, like you said, this is a topic that okay. that really uh, wow hits home, you know, because we all care about our children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we that's right, and and no one wants that's to right. feel like you know I'm doing something to put my my child in peril. And I, I think is I think it's helpful Correct. to have you know to say like man. Maybe that should be an evaluation of what we're doing to see if it's the best thing or if we, you know, need to do something different, you know. And I I think that's a a healthy conversation to have. And we should encourage one another within the body of Christ, you know, um, towards godliness and toward holding the line and and making sure our families are intact and our children, you know, are, are there and we're discipling them. So I think this is a great conversation and we shouldn't be offended. You know, that's right. That, I mean, different parts of the body, differences. We have differences, you know. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I'll, I'll say this, man, you know, you've got to get that conviction from the Lord because homeschooling is not a cakewalk. And <sighs> you've got to know that this is what God has called Jeez. you to, because when the rubber meets the road, you know, you, you've got to know that, hey, this is this is what the Lord wants. I almost yeah. feel like Paul, when he's kind of defending himself to the Galatians, like, you know, when we decided to homeschool, we didn't consult anybody. 
Mm-hmm. We didn't go up to Jerusalem to ask <laughs> right. and, and to say, you know, we just <laughs> yeah. we yeah. followed the Lord. You know, we we did what we we knew to do. We did a little bit of research. And when we got sticking points in homeschooling, because there are going to be sticking points where you're like, man, I don't know if this curriculum is working. And I'm 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 pretty concerned right. because now there's no one else I can blame. It's me. I'm the teacher. Um, The Lord, man, the Lord would send people to speak specifically to what we had been praying about. Yeah. I'm telling you, every single time we had a question, yep. we had a concern, we'd be like, Lord, you've got to help us. We don't know yep. what to do about yep. this. And then someone would say, hey, yeah, you know, we've been using this curriculum for a while and we've seen these. Whoa, really? Yep. Well, let let us look into it. And then sure enough, it would be what we need. So the Lord provides. And when we say that, it's not just monetary provision. The Lord provides what we need to live. Mm-hmm. All right. Will the greater the phone lines ready? Yes, we can go to the phone lines. Let's go to Archery in Louisiana. Hi, Archery. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Hello. The lines uh, and the call. Uh, I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you guys are a very clear voice to the problems that we face today. Hmm. And I know there's going to be a lot of pushback on what you say, uh, but that's that's okay. God has given you the strength, and you know it, and the boldness and the humility to do that very thing. Amen. And all the adversary, all adversary wants to do is to try to do make you guys not be as bold as God wants you to be. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. second thing is you're absolutely right about your relationship with God and asking God for guidance on what you're going to do with your kids in school. Mm-hmm. There ain't no doubt about that. The key is, one, the key is, A, I guess, is having a relationship with God strong enough to where you can go to God mm-hmm. and have God to answer your prayers. That's, mm-hmm. that's important. And it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. But, but, uh, but the, with, with the school, just like you said, I think the problem is with Christians, per se, is like, like most of the world, we drop our kids off at school, and they go into the school, and we think they're going to wave, wave a magic wand over them. Okay, when they come out, they're going to be perfect in every detail. Mm. And the, the job is for the school and not the home. That's <laughs> not the truth. Right. That is not the truth. So it doesn't matter because Christian schools got devils in them. <laughs> you know, homeschool groups got devils in them. Mm. <laughs> so, well, we got one, Audrey. Okay, what we got to do is, is make sure that our kids are learning the things of God. Mm-hmm. You do that at home. Mm-hmm. Okay? Amen. Now it would help. It would help if you could have it supplemented at the school. That that would be great. Mm-hmm. But we cannot leave our children untutored when it comes to the Lord or academics, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I guess the thing mm-hmm. that, that, that grieves me, you know, that, that grieves me, you know, sometimes when I talk to people, you know, principals and stuff like that. That have Christian schools is they always say, well, you know, we're not so much worried about the academics. We we want them, we, you know, we want to teach them the Lord. And I say you can do both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can walk in Amen. the same path. <laughs> right, right. We can be academically excellent and also give them the word of the living God. Amen. It shouldn't be an either or. Amen. Mm. You know, and that, you know, that's that's the thing that's that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's disturbing. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But it, it comes out of the same thing. What is your relationship with the Father God? Mm-hmm. And are you listening to what he's telling you to do? Mm-hmm. And if he's telling you to send your kid to a, a Amen. school, okay, stand with that and know full well when that kid comes home, you need to be about your business of teaching the word of God to your child, yourself, in your house. Amen. Amen. That's Thank right. you, Autry. That's right. Autry, that perfectly sums up uh, one of the points that I was trying to drive home on Friday. Man, I, I really appreciate your comments, Autry. Yeah. Thank you. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Jerry in Memphis. Hi, Jerry. Oh, Will and Mickey. It is hey, so Jerry. Good to be on air with you. Man, I love you. <laughs> hey, Jerry. Hey, 
Hey, brother. My, uh, my, hey, Miki. My, uh, my daughter goes to a classical Christian school, so we are not homeschoolers, but we, we love our school. I've got three quick thoughts. I'm going to go real fast. You know I took notes on this. Um, so on this idea of our kids being missionaries in public schools, the missionaries that I know went to Bible college and then got a whole bunch of training after that before they were missionaries. Mm. There's no way our mm. kids are going to be able to be trained as most missionaries are before they go into this war zone while they're also growing up. They've got yeah. hormones. They've got peer pressure, all that stuff. Right. We're just setting, I'm afraid right. most of the time we're setting our kids up to fail. That's my number one thing. For um, Back when we were making a decision about school, point number two, uh, I read a book that a friend gave me called Excused Absence. And basically the, what I remember from this book, public schools have no choice and I know this is going to come across hard and I don't mean for it to, but they don't, they have no choice but to fail us as Christian families. And the reason is this, if we teach our kids without about science, math, history, literature, without God included, and that's the way public schools have to teach is without mm-hmm. God being there, we are teaching our children that God is not important to those subjects. Mm. And that mm. is not what God has called us. It's not how he's called us to teach our children. He's, ta- he's taught us to give them a, a, a godly worldview, yeah. that his fingerprints are everywhere. Yeah. And if yeah. I could just share one more point, mm-hmm. I shared this meme one time with you guys, and I think you really liked it. It went something like this. If I'm more interested in getting my child into Harvard than heaven, I've got an idol, and I'm on, not on the same page with the Lord. So, mm. with that. No, thank you, Jerry. No, you're right. Thank you. Great I points. appreciate it. That's, <laughs> man, that's, I appreciate that, man. Jerry. And that's got to be a record for Jerry getting all of his points in. I just have to say, <laughs> that is probably the quickest no, I've heard good. him. Um, all three points very well made. I appreciate it. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Joshua in Virginia. Hi, hi, Joshua. Hello, brother and sister. Thank you so much for taking my call. God bless you both. God bless you. Wow, what, what a topic. I'll tell you, it's fascinating. Um, I used to think about it before I had kids. Mm. Now I have kids. I'm thinking about it more and more. Mm. And uh, I'd love to do something like that, take him, get him in homeschool, and love to also do some, some uh, whether it be private school or whatever. But mm-hmm. the thing that's on my heart, I think a lot of these days, and the thing that at least I'm always trying to do is I'm trying to, to let them know that no matter what the source, and I think some of the other callers are saying this, the source is the truth, it's the Word of God. And I always try mm-hmm. to teach them, I'm like, look, if if I say something, even me, even Dad, mm-hmm. and it doesn't line up to that Bible, you need to know that what I'm telling you is not the truth. Mm-hmm. And you need to help me get me on the right track. And it's like you, you can get them perfect at home, and then you can send them and go to your church, and then they need to be so much close to the Word that the, the Sunday school teacher might tell them something that might not be in the Bible that's as true. And they need mm-hmm. to say, well, yes. that person, they, they mean, mean well. But I need to know the truth. Amen. I, it's mm-hmm. hard. Even a little child, like four years old, telling him, look, you, God made you a girl, and you're going to grow up to be a woman. God made mm-hmm. you a boy. You're going to grow up to be a man. And just sowing that into them, into them, into them, and saying, look, you have a child in your class that thinks they want to be a boy, even though they're a girl. They might be confused. They don't know the truth. They're not mm-hmm. basing it on the Bible. But you have to have compassion, have love, have understanding. And even if your teacher tells something that's against the Bible, it's not that they're lying to you, but they're just not telling you the truth. And it's mm-hmm. like that in life, you know. Sometimes you've got to tell them those hard truths. Say, look, this is the way that it is, guys. Do your best to know the word and always stay close to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's so good. Thank that's, you, Joshua. That's excellent, Joshua. Look, I, you know, recently we had a situation, and and I don't 
think that my mom would mind me sharing this, but it was over Thanksgiving that my mom was talking about baby Timmy and how his eyes are always everywhere is looking and everything. Mm -hmm. And my mom said, you know, they say that they see angels, you know, Mm -hmm. and JD said, do we have a biblical reference for that? He said, (laughs) and my mom was like, well, I mean, you know, not specifically that babies see angels, but we have biblical reference that mm-hmm. the Lord dispatches angels. And right. there are times that right. this person can see it. And then that person can't, I say it, but the angel, you know, him, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that this person can see the angel and this person cannot. And so it started this great conversation with our entire family. We, everybody started talking about what scriptural reference do we have for um, how the Lord uses angels to minister to those of us right. who have inherited eternal life and all of that. But it all started with JD's question, and it was an innocent question. It wasn't an accusing question. Right, it was right. his his faith and his approach to the world is that if we don't have any biblical support for that, right, then I'm I'm skeptical. I don't I don't know that. And so his question was, oh, do we have any biblical support for that? And mm-hmm. and I think that's how we want our kids to think and process. Is it supported in Scripture? Right. All right. To that's to Joshua's point. Where yeah. do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to uh, Benjamin in Texas. Hi, Benjamin. Hi, Will Mickey. How are y'all doing today? Good, good. Hello. Well, I uh, just wanted to say that uh, I'm 17 and okay. uh, I'm homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time to call in. I listen to you guys all the time. Okay. And uh, I think that more kids should be homeschooled so they get to listen to you guys every day. <laughs> oh, well, God <laughs> bless you, you Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> Appreciate that. I'm blessed today. Oh, well, thank uh, you. I I just want to tell you guys that I listen, listen to you guys every day and um and uh first time caller and okay. just want to tell you keep on the good work and uh congratulations on y'all's new baby and uh and that and that was it. All right, thank well, you thank so much. You, Benjamin. We appreciate yeah, you, man. that's that's really cool. Thank you so much for listening, awesome. and, and thank you for the endorsement. We appreciate it. So there you go, homeschoolers. Listen to our show. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Monty in Virginia. Hi, Monty. Guys, y'all are wonderful. Merry Christmas, and I'll try to make it brief because I feel we run out of time. The problem, real quickly, is public school did not start out as government school. It started mm. out, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me, but a pastor who was probably the most knowledgeable person in his village went from house to house or home to home, and he taught from the Bible, English, whatever subject you want to. But always remember, in the last 50 to 60 years, we allowed government to call separation of church and state a constitutional truth, and it is not. We know there is no such thing as separating church from state. By law, you can have a wall of protection for schools and for our, you know, for our churches. But to try to be very brief, if we would switch the scenario, and if people, all people, were Christian schools, and then the people that wanted secular education hmm. took their kids out of school to only teach them secular things, mm-hmm. how would they respond? Hmm. How would they respond? Hmm. That's interesting. Well, we, we are not given the satisfaction. I mean, I am, I have two masters working on a third in special needs kids, white and doctor. We have so much education that we're stupid. We're just stupid. <laughs> we, we really are. We've been to Christian University. I, I have four different college degrees. I could have a doctor. Hey, hey Monty. Monty, you're, you're, 
Monty, I'm sorry. Your phone, your phone is like fading out. Like it's going Man, in and, and out. And I'm telling you, I he's really wish I could points. hear it clearly because he's making some excellent points here. But I got to tell you, look, for the past 100 years or more, what we are dealing with is an intentional um, sort of, I would say, taking away of our kids. Yeah. Right. When we talk about government schools, government controlled schools, and there's more to be said about this, but. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today. Thank you so much for listening. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.